Hi, and welcome to That's My Rini Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's Myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony podcast. I am so excited for my next guest because he and I keep bumping into each other on these social uh, networking events online in the most peculiar ways, which as we know, there are no coincidences and only myronies. So um, I'm so excited for him to share uh, the amazing myronic stories of his life. But first off, I just want to tell you a little bit about Robert Butwin. So Robert Butwin grew up in a family of successful business people and self-made millionaires. Early in his business life, he made a crucial decision to leave behind all the country club smart ways of his business upbringing and pursue the more personally satisfying, financially secure profession of network marketing. He entered the network marketing field on a part-time basis 37 years ago. After recognizing his potential and learning the ropes, he became a full-time network marketer. He is psychologically unemployable and has not worked a job since September 7th, 1990. Robert's successful career has earned him the respect and admiration of colleagues throughout the profession. He has been associated with several MLM firms and each time became one of their top income earners. Robert is active in leadership roles with several organizations, including the Social Networking Association, which is the industry's professional organization. In 2009, he was honored by being inducted into the MLMIA Hall of Fame. He has been a contributing writer for many professional trade journals, a host on different webinars, is the author of the best-selling book, Street Smart Networking, and has produced many CDs. He has traveled to Europe and Asia many times, sharing his insights and wisdom to help entrepreneurs accelerate their success. He is a wizard at networking a strategist for entrepreneurs who can help transform your vision into reality. His superpower is connecting people and helping entrepreneurs discover their blind spot. Robert and his wife, Bonnie, live in the beautiful wine country of Northern California. He walks his talk, living an incredible lifestyle that includes lots of relaxation and spending time with his three grandsons. So let's go meet Robert Butlin and hear how he's living this fabulous life of his. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for joining me today on That's My Rene podcast. I'm beyond excited to hear your Myronic story because I know you have a lot. And just in your bio alone, I literally was like, okay, let's find out how he's living this beyond fabulous life of his. (laughs) (laughs) happy to share and i'm excited to share with everybody because 
you know, first of all, I didn't even really understand what my irony was until I met you. And then you did such a great job of explaining it. And, you know, as I reflect back on everything that I've done, it's really been the core of everything that has allowed me to create the kind of lifestyle that I've created, you know, synchrony and action. The key things there is action. Um, and, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm sure we watched, you've watched the secret, read the, you know, read the thing about the secret. The one thing that it really didn't talk about is action. You've got to get out and do things. I mean, yes, you can think about the things that you want and that's part of it, but it's getting an action and knowing that synchronicity will always be there for you. Well, that's why myrony is actually different than synchronicity because it's synchronicity. I say synchronicity in motion to stay with the M. So I say it's a little sim and not a yep. sin. And because otherwise, if we aren't in action, it's just a synchronicity. And, and we, you and I, we are constantly in action of like the way we connect. And we're going to go into that a little bit later because I mean, that's how we're actually doing the podcast today. It was the craziest way that we reconnected. <laughs> that was like, you gotta be kidding me, but we'll, we'll, we'll let the listeners hear that story in a little bit, but you're, um, I mean, your, your bio talking about being an expert in network marketing. So um, I know you have an interesting story. I mean, in the sense that you said your family came from a bunch of self-made millionaires. So what's the story behind that? Well, and that's part of, you know, how you program yourself. It's like, I saw success all around me, you know, for example, we started the high school award cheerleading jacket business. My uncle was one of the pioneers in the windshield washing dissolvent business. I had another, my mom's cousin was Dave Saxon, which was the CEO of MIT. Um, And then I'm distantly related to Bob Dylan. Now I've never met Bob Dylan, but his mother was at our wedding. So it was like, in my mindset, I always believed I was going to be successful. All of a sudden, through generation, always expected to run our family business. Problem was, too much family in our family business, and it was <laughs> my family. And they had this, you know, they, my dad, and I love my dad, and we got along phenomenal, but he had this mindset that it, it's worked in the past, it's going to continue to work in the future. Obviously, we all know that, you know, look at all the changes that happened over the last 20, 30 years. When I started in the business, there was no Google, there was no Facebook, there was no, you name it. I mean, you know, life continually evolves. So, yeah, I I mean, I always saw myself running the family business, but guess, you know, I I learned I I needed to adjust to make changes because I I was not going to be patient. And, you know, it even goes back to when I when I went through high school and college, you know, it was mandatory that I that I had an education, but it wasn't that important because I expected to run the family business. You know, I felt my destiny was there, but ultimately I needed to make some changes because I wasn't going to be patient enough. And that's one of the first defining moments that happened. Okay. You know, the irony in my life. I came across... <laughs> I came across a cassette tape series. Now, I know some of your listeners are going to be at a younger age, and many of them might not even really 
remember what was a cassette tape player. That was right? that was what yeah, that was what came into the marketplace after the eight tracks <laughs> and before the CDs. You want to hear a funny story, Robert, about a cassette tape? Is when I was a little girl, I loved my dad's cassette of um Kenny Rogers the Gambler so much yeah. that I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's funny. That was a good, I love that because, you know, cassette tapes, they were, they were, they were interesting, but okay. So you came across these cassette tapes. Yeah. Cassette tape series by Wayne Dyer called No Limit Person. Ah. And that was one of the defining moments. Cause again, as you know, as we take a look at my irony, based on the fact that I was in action, you know, I had a variety of different defining moments, but we'll start, we'll start there. And when I came to the realization by listening to this, that the limits that existed in my life, I was responsible for them being there. See, once you take responsibility for what is, you can take it for what will be. But see, most people are not taking responsibility. They settle. Yeah. And I love the, you know, the, you know, they're in a state of denial. And I love the acronym of denial, which is don't even notice I am lying they're lying to themselves by not taking responsibility but see i was in action i was searching i was looking for something that would make this necessary changes in my life and i came across a new way of learning um so i found cassette tapes because i was selling for our family business i was driving around from one sporting goods store to the next i was spending a lot of time in my car so I turned my car into a university as I was working my job. And then I came across Jim Rohn's cassette tape series. And he started talking about if people believe the promise, they'll pay the price. But I was in action. I was, I was out doing things. And I was looking for the right answers. And then he said, if you can make a living, um, I'm saying, you, yeah, you may... In your job, you can make a living, but if you work on yourself, you can make a fortune. So I continually poured different informations. I started to read more books. I started to listen to more cassette tape series. I went to different seminars so that I could improve my skill set. Because again, I, I saw the kind of future that I could create for myself. And I knew that I had to make the adjustments. Now, be, before that, as us also trying to get out of our family business, and this goes back to another defining moment, is um, I used to go to a lot of bars before, you know, as I was singing, I ended up, when I was single, and I ended up running a nightclub, and there's stories around that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> meaning, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of stories around that. <laughs> there, there was a lot of them, but we'll keep this pretty clean. <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> You know, you know, the people that originally opened up the nightclub, they self-sabotage themselves. And, you know, I came to learn that I see a lot of people, unfortunately, end up self-sabotaging the things that they are looking to create. And so I was, you know, because I was a regular customer, they would allow me in after bar, after the bar closed to have like one last drink or whatever. And the, the, the people that just started the bars or that was taking over the bars, um, they did a promotion. And again, this is sort of the synchronicity of everything else that happened. And ultimately they were gloating after in the afterwards, they thought they did a really good job um, with the promotion. Mm -hmm. 
So I put my foot in the mouth, my foot in my mouth, like I normally do. And I said, that wasn't that great of a job in the promotion. So they challenged me to a bet. So obviously, if I'm going to make a bet, and they wanted to bet for a fair amount of money, like this was back in, I don't know, um, early 80s, yeah, I was in the early 80s. So ultimately, if I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to stack the, you know, stack it in my favor. Right. And so, you know, I, and it was for 3,500. So I said, Ooh, that well, was a lot back then. Yeah, it was a lot. And I said, well, can I pre-sell tickets to a pig roast outside of the bar? <laughs> and then we'll come back to the bar and we'll have lower price drinks. So two weeks, three weeks before the actual event, I had already won the event, the event. Mm-hmm. And so this is sort of how I ended up running the nightclub. And, you know, the reason why it's sort of funny is, <laughs> and, and this goes back to the irony of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you know, after that event, they wanted to do a double or nothing. So we did a double or nothing and won the next one. That's how I ended up running the nightclub. I was making like $500. <laughs> yeah. $500 a week by running the nightclub in my spare time. I was still working in our family business, but I didn't even realize the nightclub was for sale. Once I learned that the nightclub was for sale, I would have bought it for myself. But here again, goes back to my irony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm grateful that I never did it because the new owners came in. They tried to tell me what to do. I ended up resigning from the resigning from running the nightclub. And a couple of weeks later, I put an ad in what was at the time the Twin City Reader. And that's how I ended up meeting this lady that ultimately became my wife. Oh, I love that. And you're going to be, I'm so excited because the, the compilation book that I'm creating, Got Myrony, Life is Good, um, book one, it's actually Life Synchronicities in Motion. Yep. And you're going to be sharing your story more about that, right? About how you met your wife. And is that the that's the one you're planning on sharing, right? That's, you know, that's part of the story. Again, I'm trying to figure out, and again, I'm going to be sharing how Myrony has an impact. Obviously, I've got more time and I'm much more auditory. But one of the funny parts about it, we were dating, as we were dating before we got married, uh-huh. you know, wherever we went, somebody would be there no matter where it was, and they would know me. So we decided to take our first vacation together before we got, you know, before we got married. So we go down to Cancun and we go out to Chichen Itza, which is an old Mayan ruin. So we're in the middle of nowhere. And she turns to me and she says, finally, I've got you in a place that nobody's going to know you. Swear to God, within five minutes, somebody yells out my name. It was a guy that I played basketball with, but you know, I was out always in action. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I had this vision. I knew what I wanted, and I know that you've got to be in action. And I believed in the synchronicity. That's why when you told me about Myrony, you know, being in motion and you know, being in motion and um, knowing that if you continually are in motion and you have some kind of an idea of what you want, the right things happen. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like doors open. You have to walk through, but I like also saying my ironies are like spiritual breadcrumbs. Like sometimes it's like literally a giant loaf of bread that like, you know, hits you over the head, but then sometimes it's the smallest crumb, but we get these intuitive pulls 
and there's an action to take. And so that, that's actually how, how you and I connected is, is pretty amazing. And we're going to go into that once we, once we get to the point <laughs> of where you are in your life of your business and everything like that, because even the way you describe your superpower as like a master connector, and you're talking about revealing blind spots in the spiritual business that I do, I literally say I help people discover their superpower and because I uncover the blind spots on a spiritual level, because mm -hmm. it's like, what is that block that we keep repeating? And it, it goes back completely to what you're saying, that we have to take responsibility. And what if we actually take responsibility on a soul level? Then it really gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it does. And again, that's, you know, based on being involved with a lot of people and the personal growth, I came to realize and understand the thing exactly what you're saying so one of the things you know i where things led to is a little sister from a fraternity came to me and she told me about this fraternity brother of mine that was a few years older than i and he used to work at a place called slumberland selling mattresses and he was making as much actually three times more money in a month than I was making in a year. That caught Whoa. my attention. Yeah. Selling mattresses? No, he got involved in direct marketing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm like, so, yeah, that'd yeah, be a so lot of mattresses. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we're, leading, we're leading to how everything continually evolved in a way that would allow me to create the kind of lifestyle. You know, I had a life partner who has been phenomenal. And, you know, in fact, one of the stories that I'll tell you we're sitting around with another couple and I, you know, said to the other couple, you know, my, my wife's name is Bonnie. I says, Bonnie and I never fight. She looked at me and she says, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at that point in time, I never realized, you know, that we, that we really never fought. I really still don't believe we really have had a, you know, physical kind of altercations, uh -huh. you know, you know, I, but that's a whole other story. So how long have you guys been married for? 38 years. Oh, every year on our anniversary, we, re we renew our vows for another year. So next year on our next anniversary, we're going to renew it for the next 39 years. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. I love soulmate relationships. My parents had a beautiful soulmate relationship and it's just, it's one of the most amazing. That's you're, you're so blessed. And so so lucky with that. And I want to say today is May 25th, uh, 2022. And I know you're having a party because your birthday is tomorrow. So happy early birthday. <laughs> you're right. Thank you. And, and by the way, let me go back because this is part of the irony, what happened with her and myself, mm -hmm. because the way I met her is I put, and I never had ever put any kind of ad in what was called the Twin City Reader, mm -hmm. you know, because I was always curious who would respond to these ads? I was wondering if it was even true or not. And here's the other part of it. She happened to go out to a restaurant where she was meeting a friend who hadn't showed up. So she picked a Quincy reader. She really, she had never responded to an ad. And so she responded to my ad. We started dating. And at that point it was over. We never, you know, I've never, yeah. That's amazing. So I, I, I want to just include a couple more myronies between you and I, because we were talking about superpowers sure, sure. and all this, but my first episode of this podcast is called the, 
discover Myrony and your inner superpower. So there's Myrony number one on the superpower side. My godparents um, in episode six, they had the craziest story about how they met at a chance meeting at a wedding that literally saved five people's lives in the Bermuda Triangle. How does that happen? you got to hear this. I'll have to send <laughs> this one to you, Robert. because You'll be like, oh my goodness, like that story. I still think that might be the craziest Myronic story possible. But I love the fact that, I mean, I do believe this divine design that interweaves us together, but we have to pay attention to those gut feelings. You know, it's like, like you said, if you had bought that bar, your life would have gone in a completely different direction. But the way you're telling your story, it's like, literally, it's like following, it's like connected dots. You know, you're connecting all these little dots, but it's leading to this beautiful path. So I'm just, I'm loving the story. Well, (laughs) you know, and if I never put an ad in the paper and she didn't pick it up, because yeah, she, she wasn't really into online dating and I wasn't putting the ad in, you know, because I was expecting to find my soulmate. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, what an incredible story. This is absolutely your story for the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and obviously, she, and she, you know, she's a great writer. She um, graduated Valvictorian of her class. Now, the other part of it, there was only 10 kids in her class. You know, she grew, she was in a small town in North Dakota, but um, her and I have just, <laughs> had such a beautiful relationship so oh well if bonnie likes writing maybe she can write her point of view in the chapter that would be fun i'm sure she will she definitely you know she's a great writer and we make a great team so anyhow i was talking about this little sister from a fraternity that i had belonged to Mm-hmm. And she, you know, talked, you know, this is how I got introduced to network marketing because of the money. Now, yeah, I've gone on to make a lot of money, but I've evolved beyond that. That's just a piece of it. But one of my mom's 70 year friends that she just introduced me to last year oh. and his name. Yeah. And, and I had a great conversation with him. He's written many books. He sent me his whole library. His name's Harvey McKay. In fact, here's one of his books, which is Dig your well before you're thirsty. (laughs) That's a great name. Yeah. I mean, I add on to it. I'd say don't stop digging until you hit either gold or water. But I sort of model myself, I you know, because he ended up bringing Lou Holtz to coach the Minnesota Gophers. Lou Holtz at the time was this very prestigious football coach who came into Coach Minnesota at the time hadn't been very good at all, but through his networking, he brought him in there. So, you know, and he he was like, in my mind, the godfather in networking. So I always looked at myself because it's about networking and it's about marketing and you've got to separate them. The foundation of everything that I ever have done is through networking, but I've made my fortune, so to speak, understanding marketing. You know, and that's part of, you know, the whole story, because, again, I was always in action. I always had this belief that things were going to work out. Even when they don't work out, they work out, meaning meaning the fact that, you know, we've got to take responsibility for our choices. You know, we've got certain lessons you're supposed to learn. And until you learn those lessons, 
life will continually trip you up on the lessons because I don't want you, the, the people that are going to listen to think everything's always rosy. You know, there, there are things that happen along the way, but if you've got the proper mindset and you don't hold on to it, it's like one of my mentors, her name was Doris Wood. She used to say, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. So it's how we take these experiences as a stepping stone, not as something that's going to validate our lack in relationship to what's happening in our life. So, but again, you've got to stay in action and believe in synchronicity. So it's a combination. That's why when we met, it just hit me. It's like, wow. (laughs) Well, we're going to, I can't wait to share the story of how we met because it's so unbelievable because it's connected to how we just reconnected. But so you were in network marketing and, you know, it's so funny because there's such a stigma around network marketing, like, uh, you know, multi-level marketing is just such a, like a scam and, you know, it never get anywhere. So to hear how you, you were so successful in it, what was it that made you, can you say what your first network marketing position, like what, which one you chose to be part of first? Yes. um, I'm happy to share whatever, you know, parts of that. But the first company that I was very successful, not very successful, that I found was a company called Herbalife. Oh, I know Herbalife. I used to yeah. do Herbalife. Right. I mean, like I, 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 because I have fibromyalgia and people would be like, oh, maybe Herbalife could help you. So, right. so <clears throat> that was the first company. Now, I was not an overnight success. See, one of the things about me is I'm very compulsive. Okay. Uh, so I dove in hook, line and sinker. Remember, I was going through this personal growth. I had the belief and confidence that I could be, you know, that I was going to be successful. And this was right about the time that I had met Bonnie, who's my wife. And at the time, she's five, six, five, seven, 120 pounds. She was my first customer, you know, she, you know, it was a weight loss product. So I think, yeah. she was, I think she was buying me, not the products. Yeah, definitely. She doesn't, she did not need to be losing weight. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so, you know, what happened because I dove right in, I ended up creating a lot of debt. And the only reason I know about this is because she started to really, you know, like me and she wanted to see where I was financially. So she's one of the detail people, you know, a, a detail lady. So she, she told me, I was like 42, I had 42 different debts, $102,000. But part of what I learned is how to reframe things. I'm thinking to myself, number one, you know, what does it cost to have a, you know, a solid franchise? You know, at the time, I think uh, McDonald's was $750,000. So I reframed that number one, number two, because of the fact that I know everything happens for a reason and know that I came from a fairly affluent family, I set myself understanding the reasons, the fact that I knew that I'd be able to better relate with people because of the situation that I put myself in so that I would be able to look them in the eye, speak from the heart, knowing that I was going to ultimately get through the situation. I was going to become successful. Success in my mind was always inevitable. There's no question that I was not going to be successful. So that was the first company that I was involved with. Um, But, you know, you talked about the stigma and, and I think part of the stigma is because people really don't understand network marketing. You, you know, you've always got certain people that have got the, that are going to have this stigma. I mean, you know, really what network marketing is, is it's an alternative distribution methodology. 
You know, it's a way for companies that have got quality products to bring them to the marketplace using other people as their um, mouthpiece, so to speak. Now, you've got good companies and bad companies. You've yeah. got some people that are going to abuse the profession. They're going to mislead people, just like in every profession out there. So it's just an alternative way to get a product to the marketplace. You've got some great products in the marketplace. I mean, network marketing will always be a part of who I am. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in network marketing. And trust yeah. me, there is the bad and the ugly. I get that. But I always focus on the you know good part of it. Well, if you can stand behind something 1,000%, and you're just being able to bring it to people and make money at the same time, you know, I think that that way of authenticity is, is amazing, right? You know, but there's people who, and we know this, there's people who just are more on the sales side. They see it as a game and whether they believe in it or not, they do it. And that's where a lot of things, kind, I think that's where a lot of it can get that bad rap from, you know, but when yeah. you're, when you're in, when you're in sales as of service, because what you want to do is help people or just be like, wow, I really believe in this. You know, that's if, if, if everybody can be part of something like that, you know, and being true, true to themselves, which is then means they're true to other people. Then I, that, that's, that's the only type of thing that I get myself involved yeah. in. I've been in the network marketing quite a few times, actually. Yeah. And let me address that because even in traditional business, and I could give you a couple of examples, like my daughter had a heating and cooling place come out and they didn't stand behind their poor work. And that's why they've come up with Yelp. You know, really as entrepreneurs, the two things that we do is we educate and we influence. You know, if somebody understands, I mean, my book was called Street Smart Networking. And to me, I've evolved. It's about how we live smart, enjoy life and make a difference. And I take a look at what's happening in the world. You know, this is our ability for people that are struggling. But to me about living smart, you know, I, one of the things that really stuck out when I was watching 60 Minutes, probably about 40 years ago, and a guy worked at a food company, and he said, my job is to make the foods addictive. You know, I take a look at why do we have such, so much degenerative conditions, heart oh, attacks, yeah. you know, diabetes, you name it, you mentioned you have fibromyalgia. It's mostly food related. You know, look at the amount of sugars that are in the food, the amount of hydrogenated oils. I mean, yeah, hydrogenated, yeah. Processed things. I mean, to me, a lot of it would be changed if people become more conscious and aware of the negative foods they put in their body and do less of them. Just like in the mindset, if you do less of the negative things that you're putting in your mind and are more focused on the positive things, think about the thing that changed my life, you know, changing my thinking. So one of the products I work with is nutrient-dense live whole foods. You know, there are many quality products with many of the different networking market, marketing companies. Um, so, but it's just finding a company that's got the kind of products that stands for the things that you stand for. And which company is that, that you're the nutrient-dense because of the fact that you know i'm collecting checks from many companies i've done from oh okay then we will, yeah. we will pass they on can, that one totally yeah. understand got it yeah. <laughs> but i'll send you i'll send you some videos afterwards but yes well yeah because i'm constantly trying to heal myself um i found out that i have a very um 
uh, dairy is kind of my nemesis. It absolutely causes massive inflammation in my body, but I love, I am sorry. I love good artisanal cheeses. So, you know, if I, but yeah. you know, I, I do know that, like, I understand how important it is to have your diet. You know, if you, if you really want to look at improving your health, but it is so true, not even the oils, just all the artificial. I mean, when you can look at the back of something and not understand what it's the ingredients are probably not good for your body, but exactly. <laughs> so, so, so I look at the fact that I'm there to educate people. You know, I want to educate people how they can, you know, whatever, whatever they're doing. I mean, <clears throat> you know, one of the things we've talked about, which we can get into the ABCs to success, you know, and I've come up with 13 key words and three strategies, but you know, my whole thing is what can I do to help other people become more successful? It's not about me. One of the things in one of the um, CDs that I, you know, probably listened to 40 some years ago, you know, he talked about when it comes to your life, end of your life, did you live a life of meaning? Did you really make a difference? I love the movie. Um, it's a wonderful life. You know, it's like, I want to know that I was able to help as many people as possible. That's why I never charge in relationship to the things that I do, because it's about making a difference. I'm sure you've probably come across the starfish thrower, the parable. The starfish thrower. No, please share <laughs> this parable. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Well, you'll probably recognize it as I talk, as okay. I tell it to you, but um, it's about this young boy walking out along the beach and off to the distance, he sees this figure bending over, standing up, bending over, standing up. So as he gets closer and closer, he recognizes it's, it's, a, it's a man bending over and standing up. And so as he gets within speaking distance, he says, Mr. Mr., what are you doing? And the guy continually bent over, threw something in the ocean. He says, oh, I'm saving the starfish. The boy looks around the beach. He sees thousands of starfish. He, yeah, and he says, you're never going to make a difference. Well, the guy bent over again, flipped the next one back into the ocean. He said, I made a difference to that one. It's like, there are many people out there. I mean, I hear the statistic that something like 85% of the entrepreneurs aren't even making $100,000 a year. I'm asking myself the question, what's wrong with that picture? Why aren't more people, not that money's everything, because it isn't, but why aren't more people, you know, becoming successful. It goes back to what Michael Gerber talked about. And this is, you know, very relevant in relationship to what we talked about. He starts off in, in his book was the E-Myth. And he starts off his book saying four to five businesses are going to fail in the first five years. And he says, of the 20% of you that make it five years, don't breathe a sigh of relief because four to five of you are going to fail in the next five years. And then he goes uh -huh. into explaining why that is the case. He says they get caught up in what he calls the activity crop, activity trap. They become a technician. They're just doing it over and over again. But now you take, you know, when he wrote that book, it was probably 25 years, 30 years ago. You take a look at what's going on. You take a look at, we talked about all the changes happening in the marketplace. You've got everything from Netflix, not Netflix, but uh, Facebook, um, Google, you name it. You know, all these social media things are selling our information. You know, it's like, the average person, their most frequent caller is scam likely. I mean, do you even answer the phone if it's a number that's not in your contact list? Nope. Exactly. So it's tough. To, you know, people are, 
you know, they're confused. You've got all these marketing funnels. You've got, you know, you, you need somebody that can do the things that you, you're not staying up with so that you can stay in your state of genius, yeah. which is helping people and focused on making a difference. So, I mean, I get what's going on. And to me, it's how can I help more entrepreneurs accelerate and elevate their success? And that's why I came up with the ABCs to elevate and accelerate your success. Well, I love that. And so, um, so now this, this new thing that you've created, if you want to share with the listeners, because it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so excited to be able to, to learn more about it and to be part of it. And like, you know, I mean, Robert, you're just a, you are a genius. You're, you, you, you're like, you are such a divine gift here on earth, honestly. Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to be able to make a difference and help more people. And, you know, after I get done sharing that, and then I'll go part of the strategy, which goes into the vault, which I real briefly talked to you about. But, you know, there's 13 key words, and ultimately three strategies. And I'm going to start with the C's. And I sort of alluded to the fact that when I went through college, it wasn't, you know, that important to me. And that was the grade that I got the most of. So I, I, I start with the C's. And the first thing is, are you really committed to being successful? Whoever, you know, whatever entrepreneur is, um, you know, John Atheros, who was on The Secret, and he talks about when he first came across his first mentor, his mentor, as John was looking for this person to mentor him, he asked, he ended up getting down to one question. He said, are you serious or just interested in being successful? If John would have said, I'm just interested, this person would not have mentored that person. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be serious about creating whatever it is that you want to create. What is your intention? One of the people that I used to do seminars with, Brian Clemmer, he gave a simple formula of creating results because everything, unfortunately, is what kind of results are you really getting? And that formula was intention times methodology would create results. And he would do an experiential kind of an exercise. And let me see if I can describe it in the best I can you know if you obviously if you experience it it will mean more for you but he would get somebody to volunteer and you know this was in front of the room and he he would have them stand on one side of the room and he'd say now my intent I want you to have the intention to get to the other side of the room and he would make sure that the person's intention was at a hundred percent and so once the person agreed that his intention was at 100%, he says, okay, now you're really clear. I want you to walk from this side of the room to the other side of the room. And the guy or the lady would say yes. And so as he got approximately halfway to, across the room, he would yell, stop. Now, every time that I watched him do this demonstration, the person would stop. The reason why this was so important is because we all get thrown a curveball. There's something that happens, you know, in relationship to whatever we're looking to create, even though we're very committed to creating that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Then he would get the whole class to stand up, get on that side of the room as part of this, because again, it was intention time methodology will create results. Now, one by one, he wanted somebody to walk across the room, knowing that their intention was hundred percent but using a different methodology. For example, if the one person walked across forward, the next person could walk across backwards, skip, whatever. And I've seen him do the demonstration many different times. And no matter what he was dealing with, um, the other 
you know, everybody would ultimately get across the room. If somebody would repeat what somebody else did, they would have to do it a different way. So anyhow, the first C is, are you really committed? The second C is choices. I sort of touched upon it. You know, we all have different choices in relationship to what we do. You know, it's like when you make the right choices, normally you never think about it. But when you make the wrong choices, what was the lesson you were supposed to learn? The third C is canny, constant, never-ending improvement. And again, I'm going to give the cliff note version because I know we don't have all day to go into everything that we're going to talk about. But, you know, my defining moment was when I realized for things to change, I needed to change. I started pointing different things into my mind. You know, a simple visualization. If I had a glass of Coca-Cola here and a pitcher of water here, and I start pouring the pitcher of water into the glass of Coca-Cola, the more and more the water displaces the Coca-Cola, it's becoming clearer and clearer. The same thing with your mind. As you continually do the self-improvement, you start reprogramming your mind along with the kind of work that you do. You know, I mean, that's just one simple analogy of how to change the things. The next change is your communication. You got internal and external communication. You know, it's like whenever I go out walking with my wife, she will say, what are you saying to yourself? We all talk to our life, ourself, even if we don't realize we really are or not. So it's becoming more clear in that. And the other aspect is your external communication. It's simple, profound messaging. People don't have a lot of time to go into a lot of the details. So you got to make your points. The next, the next C is your connections. You've heard, you've heard the saying, your net worth is in direct relationship to the value of your network. You know, networking is like opening a bank account. You need to make deposits before you can make withdrawals. So show up to be of value and service to other people because it's going to come back multiple in multiple different ways. Last thing is collaborations. You know, I always focus on what are the right, you know, collaborations based on win, win, win. Are the, is the other person going to win? Will I win? And will the people that were involved with win? And there's one B, which is your beliefs. And, you know, Jim Rohn probably said it the best. If people believe the promise, they'll pay the price, whatever it is. If you want to be a top athlete, you take a look at almost every one of the top athletes. They're the people that spend all the extra hours in the gym. You know, if you want to be successful, are you continually doing the right activities to make sure that you're successful? Six A's, aware of what you really want. Are you aware of the activities you need to do? Are you aware of your brand? Are you aware of what it is? Are you really clear on what you want? The second A is accept the changes you need to make. You know, five simple profound words. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So <laughs> for example, myself, number one, I had to, I finally ended up getting an electronic calendar. Um, using the law of attraction, I attracted an executive assistant. Um, you know, so accept the changes so that you can continually stay in that state of genius doing what you love to do. The next A is your affirmation or affirmation. That goes into your visualization, meditation, but going within to make sure that you're able to um, create the results that you're looking for. The next A is authenticity. You know, it's uh, being congruent with what you say and what you do. You know, today people's their measurements are up there. They, they can tell if all you're interested in is a transaction. So are you authentic um, in relationship to what you're doing? The next one is your attitude. 
Do you have the attitude of gratitude? You know, my original mentor used to say, you have to be grateful for where you are in relationship to going where you deserve to be. And everybody deserves to be successful. Yeah. And the last one is actions, constant and proper actions. So those are the six A's, the one B, the six C's. Three strategies are real simple. Give more, invite people um, with irresistible offers and always use risk reversal take away the risk from the other person based on your guarantee. So going back to give more, I'm going to give you one more A, which is ask, asking the right question to yourself in relationship to the things you're doing. Are they getting you where you want? When you're connecting with somebody else, do your proper exploration to see if it's even appropriate to possibly even segue into a presentation. It's all about developing the relationship. Second strategy is systematize the process and um, you know so that you make sure things don't slip between the cracks and the last strategy is leveraging resources now remember resources come in a variety of forms it comes in your life energy it comes in your context it comes in monetary but you want to leverage resources and that goes back to how i became really successful in network marketing. And again, I don't know how much more time we've got, but that's a whole other story. There's so many things that we can talk about. Obviously, I've been doing this for 49 years and multiple streams of income. You know, I, one of the things that we learned from the pandemic, you know, if you only had one way of making money, um, you know, when things change, like what happened with the pandemic, you know, you can be out of luck. You want multiple streams of income and that leads to the vault and that leads to part of my strategies. Yeah, well, if you want to share about, well, we'll have you share about the vault in just a second, because I want the listeners to hear how you and I connected, because sure. it's very funny. So um, one of my um, spiritual mentors and dear, uh, dear friend, uh, Deanne Riendo, who you were, you heard for the first time and haven't been connected to quite yet, um, uh I was, um, I was introduced to her. She uh, actually, her episode for anybody that wants to hear about her was came out. It was just episode 65. Your episode is going to be episode 69. Um, so just a couple episodes before, but when I was doing this Akashic work with her, she got five names of people that I needed to connect with. And one of them was Camille Miller of um, the, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank on her networking group. And that's how we actually, how we actually met. It's, uh, she's the, uh, the founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. And she also was on my podcast where she tells her ironic story of how she met Bruce Lipton. Great story. But it was that networking event that you and I connected. And it was like, okay, and, and truthfully, I haven't really done much besides that, except that connection with you. We've had wonderful conversations. I admire your genius so much. But then I asked you if you wanted to write a chapter for this book that I was also told in the Akashic. So for those that don't know what the Akashic is, it's kind of like this soul reading. You go into, you find out on a soul level, maybe why you're here in this existence. And I was received guidance on how I needed to write a compilation book. I'm writing a memoir also of my crazy story, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, and then it hit me exactly what it was going to be. I, I want, I, I'm, my, my vision is for this to be like the next chicken soup for the soul books, but for my <laughs> So 
So I originally was trying to get the book to come out on August 21st. I mean, I'm sorry, August 22nd of 2021. And a lot of a lot of everything that happens is connected to the number 22. So the fact that it's now coming out on August 22nd, 2022, there's a greater reason. But I had just reached out to you um, to see if you still wanted to write the book. And um, and then I got your message and then we ended up being on. We haven't. I mean, how long has it been, Robert, since we talked before? It's been a while. Yeah, at least a year. Yeah, a year and a half. Yes, exactly. So listeners, hear how crazy this story is. We ended up on a networking event called For Your Holistic Earth, uh, which is a Canadian um, uh, holistic company. Now, here's the funny thing. Deanne Riendo is the one that started that. And then she was guided to give that business away so she could continue her spiritual business called uh, Rose Hope International. And she gave away that business on December 1st of 2020, which was my mom's birthday. Um, It was just like all these funny little myronies all connected to it. But we ended up being on that networking event um, where she wouldn't normally be there because she's not a part of that company, but she was speaking, right? But what gets even funnier is how you got there was because of our, our, your new friend and my, she's another soul sister of mine. Her name's Brooke Kikos. And Brooke heard my interview on my friend's podcast, Sense of Soul. Uh, and because I had given a free, a free session to, a, um, to however many, she got a session. Then she started doing the spiritual work with me. I then connected her to Deanne, and then Deanne's the one that was able to connect to, I believe, the Grand Connection and all of that. Like, that's how this all happened. Like, when we look at how unbelievable it was that we, you and I ended up on that networking thing just last week, yeah. it's un, it, when we say God's divine design, but we have to be in action of it. And that's what I love. I love that everything you say is about action. Because that's what it is. Yeah. One thing to add to that, Brooke was the one who invited me to that event. I forgot to mention that. Right. (laughs) Brooke is the one that invited you to the event because you just met her at the Grand Connection, right? Yes. And it's it's unbelievable. And you're actually talking to her tomorrow on your birthday. You know, to find out. But, (laughs) But she just happened to be listening to my podcast that and and no one like I introduced the uh the the hosts of um of sense of soul to Deanne but like no one knew anybody else but just look at how unbelievable if we are meant to meet people we are meant to meet them however we have to pay attention like oh why am I being connected to that person or oh, I'm feeling this, this pull, I need to speak with somebody. And actually I've discovered with Myrony, most of the synchronicities in motion is just to have a conversation with somebody. And then another door opens. Exactly. So I beyond love how we reconnected. I mean, I was just like, I, I literally was just like, you have got to be kidding me when I saw you on that, when I had just read your message on LinkedIn, like not even two hours before. I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> well, that's what my irony is. The crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain. And we all know there are no coincidences. <laughs> 
So I feel so, I, I feel so grateful and blessed to know you. And like, um, I, I look forward to future partnerships with you because I know there's, there's major things that are meant to happen because truthfully, yes. my irony is not my word. I'm just a messenger of it. I want it in everybody's vocabulary, like the word selfie. It's actually the antithesis of selfie because my irony is recognizing something greater than ourselves. It's a new form of content that can actually be shared on social media for people to connect to that isn't just about them. And wouldn't that be so cool if we could start sharing stories like this where everybody is doing this? It would like literally raise this awareness so much because once you start picking up on it, it really becomes a superpower. And you obviously have the superpower. (laughs) I've got a couple of superpowers, but based on that superpower, I've got three great connections for you that um, I'll put them in, I'll put them in to your LinkedIn profile. So one of my superpowers is that as of a, a connector. And the other part is helping based on where somebody is, figuring out what I can do that will help them in relationship to what they want to do. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why I created the vault because, and it could be called a treasure chest. I, I just call it a vault. I just got to interrupt you for one second. Just it's 222 our time right now. And 222 is the room number that I had this unbelievable experience <laughs> with God back on May 10th, 2015. So I just had to put that in there because we don't want to talk about how unbelievable timing is divine yes. timing. I just had to put that. And I can summarize it really quickly because one of the things I wrote about in my book, you want to create interdependent, not codependent relationships. You know, the key in networking, you want to expand your network, but you also want to make sure that you continually bring value to your network. And that's really what the vault is. And it can be set up for as an additional stream of income, but that's more of a conversation with anybody that's interested in getting back in touch with me but the vault is where i store information that i'm for anybody that does a one-on-one with me i'm willing to give them free access because um it goes back to what i'm looking at doing which is helping entrepreneurs become more successful because really that's what i'm about and so i guide information so every time i do another interview i can ultimately let them know that i just did an interview with so-and-so and ultimately here they're going to talk about this or for example if you if you do, if you're going to give me a copy of this, I can put that in the vault and let them know. And that way, I can help you promote yourself. Because one of the challenges that most entrepreneurs are having, which is what I alluded to earlier, is breaking through the noise and making solid connections. How do they get on stages? How do they you know get on platforms? How do they um, put their message into a digital form? I mean, one of them is a, is a book. Another one is a podcast. But again there's many strategies in relationship to what somebody else is doing that I focus on. And so that's what the vault is really about. It's about helping guide people, helping people gain the knowledge so that they can create better results for themselves. Oh, I love that so much. You, like I said, you are, you are such a gift to this world. And so if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? I mean, cause the vault that you've created sounds unbelievable. I'm so excited to, to sure. be able to have this access because it is so true. Exactly what you're saying. How do you get yourself out there? How do you find the people that you know you're meant to help in the sense, you know, because um, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's always 
quality, not quantity, you know, in the sense that you're not, you're not here to help everyone in the sense that some things are going to resonate with and other things won't with people. And so you want to find how can you streamline it to really get to the people that from an entrepreneur standship or point of view, you know, that you're not just spinning in circles, you know, because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result. Right. So the fact that you're, you, you're helping entrepreneurs streamline to get to the people to, to help on this like very heart centered way is unbelievable. Thank you. You know, that's a lot. Everything that you're saying is so right on, you know, it's like focused on being there of service and value. And so the easiest way to reach me, it's my last name, which is Butwin, B-U-T-W-I-N at gmail.com. What I always end up whenever I'm on a networking group, just, you know, my name is Robert Butwin. I really want you to remember is with Robert, you do nothing but win. I got it. Yes. Oh my God. You got the best freaking last name, just like my <laughs> last name. I'm ironic, you know, like <laughs> everybody, everybody needs to like win with you. So, yeah. well, Robert, I am so grateful. I love your story. It was, uh, oh, you, I love the fact that you truly understand this being in action is how the miracles and this magic happens in life. Cause it really is. Yeah. And it's also showing, you know, it's like, okay, yes, we're doing it, but there's also, there's also a greater power that's helping us get there too. So, Perfect. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Robert. This has been such an honor. Oh, you got well, one last thought. Yes. that I want to leave everybody with. Of course. Okay. It doesn't matter where you start in life or where you are now. The key is the direction you're headed, which is action. You know, you got to be headed in a direction in where you choose to end up. Life is about our choices. So I just want the best for everybody. You know, obviously this world needs more light and people that are doing the kind of work that you're doing. So I very much appreciated spending this time with you. Oh, well, thank you, Robert. It's been an absolute honor and happy early birthday, which I know is, which is tomorrow, May 26th. And it's just, uh, I'm so excited to see how we're able to collaborate and co-create even more together. So thanks again. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, If something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all, it's Myronic.
Now that's Myrony. See you next time.